It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us. Every week, per usual, we talk to all five coaches in Marquette County. And once again, we begin with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila. Coach, I tell you what, coming off a tough one at Iron Mountain last week, you've got a week under your belt to practice. Tell me about how this week's gone for you. Uh, you know, this week uh, has gone better. You know, I look at last week, um, still some mistakes, um, assignments that uh, we missed, you know, reading our keys and things like that. And um, we, we just got to keep going back. And then you got to, you know, you look at it and say, okay, do we got this kid in the right position? Do we got to move anything around and things like that? And, you know, it's not that you second guess yourself, but, you know, you got to assess, uh, you know, what went wrong and how you can get better at it. And I thought we did a good job of that as not only our coaching staff, I think, our, you know, I try to put it on our kids and have our kids own it a little bit and, um, you know, and see where we can get better. And uh, we had some good leadership this week. And I was, I was proud of our captains and our senior leadership. Uh, I thought they stepped up this week. We So far, it's been pretty good. You mentioned to me last week that you didn't feel as confident in your passing game. Do you feel like that's been addressed heading into Calumet? Uh, defending the passing game, um, I think with some changes that we're making, and uh, not necessarily in personnel, but just have, trying to even make it a little bit simpler for our kids a little bit, um, for their reads and things like that. And, um, you know, and then uh, our passing game, um, we got it. We got to We worked on it a little bit this week, so we got to get better at it. But I mean, our offense starts with our ice and slant, and um, you know that's what we got to do. And uh, I, you know, my fault last week. I thought I thought I got away from that a little bit, um, and uh, we can't do that. And uh, we're not we're not ever going to get away from it. Um, our offense is built on principles, and that's what we got to stick to. And uh, you know, those are the Words of Coach Wilgen, actually our line coach, and you know he's a smart guy, and and uh, that's why I have him on my staff. And it's um, you know it starts with our ice and slant, and our run game, and we didn't establish that good enough last week, or and so we got to we got to try to do it this week. Well, coach, you know what you're going to get when you face John Crows. Do you see it as kind of a mirror image of your offense in a way? A little bit. They're they're a little bit more obviously eye formation and things like that, but, um, you know, and he runs uh, every which way the option, you know. Um, he reads tackles, he reads ends, you know, they run load, they run lead, they run speed option, uh, you know, so you got to be able to defend all those all those different types of looks, um, you know, they're and they're going to hit you. I'm going to tell you that, they're going to hit you and they're going to hit you hard, so we we, we better be ready for that you know we scrimmaged, scrimmaged them early on in the year um and uh what the scrimmage went okay you know um we were still pretty green as were they we kept it simple sort of day but um i expect a good game on friday i thought we've had a good week of practice so far and you know i, I respect the heck out of coach crows and and uh the calumet program up there um you know they've they've really built something special up there especially you know they got the new stadium and the field turf and they got the field house coming next year and there's a lot of pride in that Calumet community. Well they have a new quarterback this year as well the brother of last year's quarterback and I, I don't know if he does this too much but from the highlights I've seen he throws a nice ball do they pass quite a bit in their system or is that kind of a rarity? They, if it's there and you can't stop it they're going to continue to do it you know one of the things uh, in that scrimmage, uh, they would, you know, just go eye twins and, uh, they pass on us out of that simple formation quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I hope we've addressed that and, um, I, I hope we did. You know, it seems like, uh, we're getting better in those areas. Um, you know, but they'll, they'll, they'll do a lot with their play action. They got a good screen game. Uh, they got a fast backfield. They got fast receivers and I'm talking really fast. And uh, they'll hit you on the short one, the deep one. It's a solid offense that they run. And um, so we're going to have to be able to defend the whole field. 
Well, Coach, looking at their roster, it looks like they've got close to 50 kids out for varsity football. You saw them pull away in the second half against Nagani, and I know Nagani was hampered by injury, but was some depth, some conditioning coming into play that they really can go that deep into their bench? Well, I don't know if they have 50. I think that might be their JV team combined, possibly. Um, I guess when I saw film against Nagani, there was probably about 28. And I've talked to Coach Crows, and he, I thought he said he was right around 27. 28 kids um but still i mean that's that's 27 28 kids and um you know the trend in up football that's that's a solid solid team right there um you know and they're always they always got some depth and uh they're a little bit smaller than usual this year um you know but they're fullback i mean he's a big kid he's you know probably 5'10 5'11 200 200 210 pounds and you know, he runs really, really hard. You know, and talking about the Locust kid, uh, I think he runs the option well. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think he personally throws as good of a ball, if not better, than his brother did. He's a solid quarterback. Um, you know, they got a couple of tailbacks that are really fast. They're big fullback. Their receivers are fast. Uh, and their line comes off the ball, comes off the ball hard. Defensively, what are we going to expect from Calumet? Uh, they, you know, they, they've, you know, playing them. Twice last year to a couple of battles. They've done two different things. They'll play a 40 front against us. They'll play a 50 front against us. Uh, their 50 front is kind of like a seven diamond or five wide, uh, you know, and they try to cover all the gaps and, and say, you know, you're, you're going to have to beat us one-on-one. And, um, and uh, so in their 40, it's basically the same thing, except now they just got four guys down and uh, two backers and two outside backers. And, um, you know, they send blitzers. They try to disrupt things. Uh, they come really hard. They come really hard off the ball. And uh, their DBs are well, uh, well coached, and uh, they're fast, and they're good, and they can cover people. So then they're able to get pressure. Uh, so we're going to have to keep our eyes up and uh, look out for the blitzers and, and uh, you know, be able to block them. They've got a couple of games on film of theirs this year. You saw them twice last season. Do you notice any significant differences scheme-wise? No. Uh, I really don't. I mean, it. Uh, you know, last year I think they probably kept the ball in the quarterback's hands a little bit more, um, you know, with their different option and things like that. Uh, I think as this quarterback grows throughout the year, they're going to start doing that a little bit more and more. But they don't have to this year because, you know, they got two, three tailbacks that are equally fast and um, – you know, they can cut and move well, and their fullback, uh, you know, he's a monster. He's a big kid. And um, so it, they got weapons at, at wide receiver. They don't only have, you know, they had it last year, they had an Ojala kid out there. But now, you know, when they go pro, they got one on each side. Uh, that's probably just as fast as Ojala. And so um, they're, they're a solid football team. And you look at them, and they don't look huge. Uh, they got a couple of bigger kids. Um, but man, I watched that Nagani film and they just flat out beat them on the line of scrimmage. They came off the ball and were better than Nagani at the, on the line of scrimmage. And, uh, um, it's gonna, we're going to have our hands full. Well, coach defensively, what does your team need to do? Is it making their quarterback uncomfortable? Is it staying disciplined, staying home? What are some keys defensively? Uh, we got to get more disciplined defensively with our eyes and, uh, we got to read our keys better. Um, you know, it, that happens sometimes when you got a young team and you're asking them to, you know, or a green team, I should say, and you're, you're asking them to read a key and then react based on that key. Uh, sometimes that reaction time isn't always the quickest or the fastest. Um, you try to make it simpler, but then you're, you can't change up the whole defense either. And so um, we either got to find another kid for that position or just say this is what we have and we got to continue wrapping it, continue coaching them, and, and that's what we're doing. Um, you know, we're not getting away from anybody like that, you know, think anything like that. I mean, um, we got great kids on our team, and they're willing to learn. Um, they want to be better. Uh, they know what they have to do. We're just uh, half a step or a step slower right now. But, you know, we we're, again, we kept it simple this week. If we read our keys, um, we'll be fine. If we read our keys, we will be fine. It was good to see Garrett Mann get a few snaps last week, fighting his way back from injury. Is he starting to get closer to 100%? 
Yeah, you know, he's starting to get there. Um, you know, Garrett, is uh, he had a really good game defensively last week. He's a big part of our defense. He's kind of like the center of our defense, to be honest with you. Um, and then offensively, he's our utility back. I can play him anywhere, and um, we do right now. And as his leg gets better and uh, he feels a little more comfortable doing some more running and different things like that, you'll, you'll, you'll see more of him. Scott Sergel is a head football coach at Westwood, his team taking on Calumet in week three. Appreciate the time as always, Scott. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Take a look inside the world's primary nickel mine. There are only a few free tours left of the Eagle Mine and Humboldt Mill this season. Tours go through the end of September. Eagle Mine offers two different tours, a driving and walking surface tour of the mine site and a walking tour of the Humboldt Mill. Registration for each tour is required. Book your free tour online at eaglemine.com slash tours. The tours are free and they're open to people age 13 and up. Attendees under the age of 18 must be accompanied by an adult. Book your tour online, eaglemine.com slash tours. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason, his team getting set to take on Sault Ste. Marie. Coach, going back to last week's matchup against Traverse City Central, a 37-28 loss for your guys. Anything else this week that stood out on film that we didn't touch on last week? Well, again, uh, you know, I, the kids gave me what everything they had. I mean, they, the effort level was there. Uh, we got out ahead for most of the, the first half. And I think they ended up scoring with, you know, less than a minute in, in the half, which, you know, any time uh, you let the other team and they score before the half, you know, you worry about the, the halftime momentum and coming out in the second half. And we basically lost the third quarter, and that was, the, uh, that was it for the game. We, went, we came back and finished strong, you know, winning the fourth quarter, but uh, the third quarter killed us. What were some things that you liked from Friday night's contest? I liked our defense and the fact that they were, again, they were aggressive. They were hustling to the ball. Uh, there was, you know, nine, ten guys, you know, you know, getting to the ball for each uh, each play. Our, our secondary played, uh, in my opinion, they played outstanding. I mean, we gave up one long pass, but, you know, that Traverse City Central came in with a very talented uh, quarterback and uh, receiving core and, and for the most part, we did a good job of shutting them down or at least, uh, you know, limiting them uh, as far as their gains. He had a really nice game from your quarterback as well. Tell me about Austin Rill's performance. Well, Austin is, he just continues to grow. Uh, you know, he he had a few, uh, you know, a few plays where, you know, he threw a couple of picks, which, you know, anytime they hurt you, but he he just bounced back and did what he's been doing for us for the last two weeks and again his mental part of the game uh, i can't overstate it enough is where he's so strong uh for a young kid like that to be able to they were mixing up coverages and as they were doing he was he was making the right reads and he was just uh using his head for the majority and again just just did a fantastic job and you know he's Again, a bright young man that uh, we just look forward to seeing his progress over the the rest of the year. Well, Eric, what's practice look like this week for you? Well, the crazy thing is, and I don't know if I talked to you about this before, but this is the worst practice 
team, our senior group, has been the worst. I had them as freshmen, the worst practice group I've ever had. So I, I was used to uh, a group of kids that they'd come out, and you, you, if you went by practice, you went into Fridays. We're gonna have trouble this week. Well, this week they they uh, they shocked me, and we've had the best week we've had uh, since I can remember. Um, I'm hoping that <laughs> that obviously is a good thing, but like I said, in years past, uh, they've just been just not a very good practice team. But when the lights come on, the scoreboard comes on, they come to play. So hopefully with the good days, the the Tuesday and Wednesday were very good days, probably our best two days of practice this year. And the kids are very uh, excited, very energized. So although we didn't win Friday night, uh, we obviously gained a good deal of confidence. You play the Sioux this week. Is that a game that your guys always seem to get up for? It is. Uh, you know, I mean, anytime you know, the UP teams, uh, you know, is a little extra to it. Um, the Sioux, you know, they're 2-0, uh, so they, they're, they're playing well right now. And, you know, from what I can see, uh, you know, they're, they're big. Uh, they play well up front. Uh, they got a real good fullback and a, a nice receiver, and they, too, have a uh, sophomore quarterback. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Yeah, they're averaging about three touchdowns a game. What does their offense look like aside from maybe some of the skill positions? Well, it's more of a grind it out. Like I say, they're big across the line. They run a lot of uh, things that out of wing T, uh, a lot of that kind of concepts, a lot of pulling guards. Um, you know, basically this week, you know, it's it's getting your guys to understand the guards take you to the ball. Um, they do. They will throw the ball. Um, he's a little different. He's a left-handed kid. Um, but like I said, he's a sophomore, he's very athletic, and you know he was up, I believe, last year as a freshman, so he's got some experience. Well, you've had their number the last couple of years, winning the last three matchups. Are they any different fundamentally this year? Uh, they don't seem to be. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I've went to those games, you know, as a, as a you know, assistant coach, you know, watching from the, I was a freshman coach, but I would go to all those games, and it, it looks basically the same. Uh, the Sioux is always a team that, like I said, they've always got good size, they're strong kids, and again, they play hard, and, you know, we're there this week, so, it, you know, we got to get used to, uh, you know, you hate to even say this, but you got to get used to playing on grass, and it looks like it's going to be some wet grass, so we just got to adjust to that, and you practice this week on our practice field which uh trust me the kids are looking at me like i'm crazy but uh you got to get used to that stuff is that something you can prepare for in practice uh, yeah i think it is i think you know i mean even though you know we haven't been on grass uh at all this year um you know our, our scrimmage was in calumet with their new turf field and of course we went to traverse city in the game at home so We've been there. All, we've been on grass all week, and like I told the kids, I said, "Hey, you know, little secret to you guys, you know, if you're fast on turf, generally you're fast on grass. So let's just play it like that." What about defensively, coach? What does the Sioux look like? Well, they're more of a you know a five man front. Uh, again, they're big up front, so you know you got to get those guys moved. And, you know, with our running game, you know, it improved last week, but we still have a lot of work to do. And that, that was the biggest uh, plus this week is, is we got a lot of our responsibilities shored up and we're hoping to, you know, be able to run the ball. Brady Wright, uh, we, got, we give that kid a crease and, and he's going he's gonna to do big things for us. And that's what we're hoping for this week. Do they put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback? They seem to, uh, you know, they're blitzing, uh, their middle linebacker looks like a very good athlete. Um, you know, most of what they have, uh, up front is, you know, they're just playing gaps and they're in a 50 defense and a lot of, uh, zone coverage. So we're hoping, you know, weather permitting, you know, you, you always have that in the back of your head. It's supposed to be wet. So that's gonna, you know, hinder us somewhat. And, you know, let's face it, uh, the wetter the field, the, it slows our guys down too. So we just got to overcome that, and I think our guys will be up to the uh, the challenge, and and I think we'll be all right. Coach, have you seen anything from the Sioux on field early on? Maybe a few early season gaffes, turnovers, penalties, anything that you're going to try to take advantage of? Well, I think again, it's just they're used to playing more of a grinded out type of uh, offense. Um, I think with our with our passing game, and you know, I, I don't want to say we're basically throwing to run. 
So we want to be able to spread people out and take advantage of less guys in the box up front. And if we can get them spread out and doing things that they're not normally used to doing, then we can get an advantage that way. So I guess that would, in answer to your question, that would be our biggest uh, thing we're doing, trying to do now is to just put people in positions that they're uncomfortable with. Defensively, give me some keys to the game. We've got to get to the ball. Uh, we got, you know, again, it, it's an uh, offense that, uh, you know, they do a lot of pulling guards. Uh, the fullback is a very good athlete. Uh, they got a nice receiver um, that, you know, we gotta we got to contain first the fullback. Um, but, you know, you got to follow your guards, you know, read the – Get your reads off of that. Our linebacker play is going to be huge this week. And again, the effort defense is basically I want to. You got to want to do it. And if you do that, you're going to be successful. Eric Mason is the head football coach in Marquette. His team taking on Sault Ste. Marie in week three. I appreciate the time as always, Eric. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN UP. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Gwen Modeltowner, head coach Dion Brown. His team takes on Lakeland and Hubble in week three. Coach, I tell you what, last week is done and over with. Is it something that you want to use as a teachable moment, or is it something you just want to turn the page on and move on from? So you just turn the page and move on. Um, guys just didn't show up ready to play in that third and fourth quarter, especially. You know, man, Steve just wanted it more than us. I mean, when we took that lead, you could feel like it was like almost a breath, breath of fresh air coming from our guys. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they finna quit. They lost 20-some straight games. But, honestly, they didn't, and they just punched it, punched us right in the mouth. So, Well, tell me about this week in practice. What's it looked like? Oh, this week in practice, it's been a really good practice. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, yesterday was was a little iffy, but it was probably a little bit due to the rain. Guys are slipping and everything. But practice has been great. Um Guys flying around on defense. I made probably about four or five changes to the offensive line and outside linebackers to try to give us more toughness up front and a little bit more speed uh, at the linebacker position. So uh, we'll see. Dan, what's something you've liked about your team here in the first couple of weeks, and what's something you want to challenge them to do better? Uh, just everybody's been been together. I like that that part of. Uh, of the team, you know, because in previous years, if you started on two, you probably are losing kids. And but now everybody's been there. Everybody's been coming to practice. I like our togetherness. I like our cohesiveness. Uh, we've been together. The one thing that I don't like is um, I think we need to play with more mental focus. You know, that mental toughness. We got to find that. Uh, and just our tackling. Our tackling has been horrible, and we've been doing tackling drills. It's been bad. The pursuit to the ball has been okay, but once we get there, it's just been a lack of effort. Yeah, talk to me about how you're a little bit green on the defensive line. Are you starting to see improvement out of those guys? Yes, because I changed. I changed about three guys, so <laughs> so I see a little bit a little bit of improvement in practice. Now I just got to transition over to the game, and hopefully, it can do that Friday. Well, Dan, you've got Lake Linden Hubble. They put up a really good fight against Ishpeming. Tell me what you know about them. Oh, um, they are a great full house tea team. Um, they love to run those misdirections, traps. Um, and then when once you start bringing everybody up, the tight ends and the backs, we got the backfield. If you haven't seen this offense, it's it's tough. It's tough to defend. Very tough to defend. 
Uh, I think they probably put up, what, 300 and some yards rushing against Ishmael last week. Really good. You have to be disciplined, especially at your linebackers. And read your keys. Read your keys. Read that middle fullback. Read those guards that love the pool. I mean, they're so tight inside with their splits. Uh, so the guard's going to pull quick. is right there and try to trap those tackles. Uh, so you got to be on point. You got to read your keys. Uh, you got to fly around to the football. You got to, you know, outside linebackers or your defense ends, whoever you got contained, has to be disciplined because the quarterback will keep it on those boots a few times, and that's what they've been doing. Uh, they put a wing out there now. That's something they didn't do last year. They put a wing, they motion, just try to get the edge on a few teams, and they did a really good job against Norway doing that. So we got our work cut out for us. They've averaged 33 points a game so far this season. Are they a team that thrives on the big play, or do they chunk about three to four yards at a time? Both, both. I've seen them drive methodically down the field. I've seen them hit big plays against Norway and Ishpeming. So it's 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 a collection of both. So that's why you got to be very disciplined and don't give them that big play. And they fall on a last-second touchdown to Ishpeming last week. Have you gotten a chance to look at that film? Yes, yes, I looked at it uh, Saturday night, actually, and been looking at it ever since. Uh, yeah, just big plays, big plays, and we've seen at the end that uh, they pretty much lost the game. They had a two-touchdown lead, I do believe, um, and Ish was able to fight back, but you showed that their they toughness, I mean, it, it was a really good high school football game. Do they pass the ball a little bit, or are they mostly a yeah, run-heavy they team? Give, they give you about three or four passes a game, and it comes when, when everybody starts to suck up on it uh, and try to play that run. And you'll see number, uh, I think it's number 20 and 82 and 10 coming out of the backfield, leak out of there. Uh, so you got your work cut out for you. That's why I tell my secondary, they got to read the tight end or read the end of the line of scrimmage sometime when they put out the wing, put the wing out there. So it's it's tricky, but it ain't nothing that we haven't seen. We've been working a lot of that stuff in practice for the past three weeks now. Uh, the only difference with these guys is they want to they want to run the ball, and they have actually three in the backfield, probably about seventy five percent of the game. To the best of your knowledge, do they have much size up front? No, they do not. They do not have much size, but you know, up here in the UP, that don't really mean anything. It's <laughs> toughness. They fire off the ball very well with those tight splits. And um, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So size, <laughs> size is not important to these guys. They, uh, they fire off the ball great. They stay low. They drive. Uh, and the quarterback does a great job of carrying out the fake when he give, gives it to the, to the middle back for the trap or one of those wing backs inside for ice. Well, Dion, defensively, what do they like to do? Uh, defensively, they are not. They 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 try to play games with one of the linemen. Uh, you know, when you're playing like a double tight team, they they come out in like a fifty-two. Uh, sometimes they go into a six front. Sometimes they go into a seven front. They always want to try to blitz one of those middle linebackers. Uh, you could sometimes they show it. Sometimes they delay it. Uh, when you spread them out, they stay in the five five one, or sometimes they go to a four two. So. We are spread throughout team. Norway actually kind of went a lot of spread against them, and they played Norway both a 5-1 and a 4-2 uh, and still sent one of those linebackers. Very good tackling team. I've been impressed the past two years um, with uh, Lake London and tackling. They don't really miss too many tackles. Uh, so very impressed with that. But uh, a lot of man-to-man across the board, and that's what I always tell my receivers. If you can get man-to-man uh, across the board, win your one-on-one. So looking forward to that. Well, you mentioned Ishpeming's comeback. They rallied from two touchdowns down. How'd they do it? Is Lake Linden susceptible to the big play? Yes, uh, they are. Uh, it's had. I think they had a – it was one run, a long run, uh, and I think it was a, another pass to play. I'm not sure. But – and it just – Continue to grind them out. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. It's big up front. So are we. Uh, and hey, you never know. You just got to keep keep going at it and don't panic. I think a lot of teams in that situation just will probably panic and just be like, all right, okay, you know, I'm, I'm giving up now. Get the head down. You know, you're still dealing with high school kids. Uh, but they was able to grind it and get a get a turnover and uh, you know, possess uh, field 
real good and then um, was able to capitalize on that turnovers and had a few big plays. And I think the last drive to actually win the game, you could see they hit him with a nice play action, and I think it was 42 that was wide open down the middle of the field. And it had a few opportunities you've seen in the first half to complete a couple passes against Lake Glendon. So that's something I've seen on film, and hopefully that our guys could, you know, complete those passes and we could win this game. How big is it to be playing this game in your home field and not have to make that long trip? (laughs) That really doesn't matter, but it's always good to play at home. Uh, You know, the fans are still excited here, and they know we got a really good team. We young at some areas. I think only got like three seniors, but – at the end of the day, we, you know, we got to be consistent, whether it's home or away. I mean, first game we score fifty, the next game we score eight points. So, got to be consistent in everything that we do, whether it's offensively catching the ball, you know, making stand on our blocks, defensively getting to the ball, reading our keys, and making tackles. Well, Dion, give me some keys to the game. You mentioned staying disciplined, staying at home. What else will lead to a win against Lake Linden? Uh, score points. <laughs> we got to score some points. And on defense, just, just read our keys. If we can read our keys and, and make tackles, I think we can come out with a, with a victory. If not, we're going to be 0-3 leaving a Friday night's game. Deion Brown is the head football coach at Gwynn. His team taking on Lake Linden Hubble in week three. Appreciate the time as always, Dion. Best of luck. Hey, thank you. Let's take a time out. More in ESPN-UP after this. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Ishpeming football head coach George Nimi. Coach, I tell you what, we didn't get a chance to talk last week about your Saturday afternoon matchup at Lake Linden Hubble. What a thriller your team wins in a game that came right down to the wire. Give me your thoughts on that one. Well, I, I guess first off, yeah, definitely a barn burner. And, uh, you know, for us to, uh, for our team to go down uh, early, um, you know, in that first half, we were down 28 at halftime. And, uh Came back in the second half, got a quick score, um, down 20 to 14. Then uh, Lake Linden, you know, uh, broke off another big play, and of course we're back down. And uh, then we battled back. Our kids battled back, took the lead, and then uh, we were driving for a for a little insurance touchdown. And uh, you know, we uh, split the snap, and uh, Lake Linden scooped and scored. So here we found ourselves down again. Um, with about two and a half minutes to go, and uh, you know, we came back uh, and. Uh, executed the game-winning drive with uh, scored a touchdown with uh, 6.9 seconds left on the clock so yeah definitely a battle definitely a barn burner um, but a good entertaining football game for the for the fans well coach they run that full house backfield it can give teams a lot of trouble have to be really disciplined to be able to be formidable against it tell me about some of the adjustments that you guys made well, you know, we knew we knew exactly we knew what they were going to run, and uh, in the first half, of course, uh, you know, we weren't uh, reading our keys, we weren't, uh, you know, doing what we worked on all week, and uh, of course, they broke off, uh, you know, three big plays for uh, for for long touchdown runs, and it was simply not reading our key, um, not uh, you know, not uh, doing what uh, we were coached to do in practice, and uh, second half adjustment was to come out and you know, do what we knew we could do and, and uh, to trust our keys and get our reads and, and go make a play. Well, Coach, you guys had quite the comeback to get yourselves back into that game. Was it something where the guys were maybe frustrated, felt like they had it in them, and you just had to adjust and bring it out? Or what was the mood in the sideline? 
Um, you know, we we didn't panic. Um, you know, I think you know a Saturday game for us. It's not a it's not a typical routine for us. So, um, and then driving you know two and a, two hours and fifteen minutes up to Lake Linden. Um, you know, so I'm I'm sure there was some bus legs. I'm sure there was some. Uh, you know, just a, a normal routine that we're not used to. And, uh, you know, the second half, we had, you know, we had our discussion at halftime and uh, we came out and, and the kids did exactly what we asked them to do. And, uh, you know, for that, you know, we were able to get that win and I couldn't be more prouder than, proud of them. Well, Coach, you had that game-winning drive late that you were able to march all the way down and score with inside seven seconds to play. Did you guys have kind of a quiet confidence that you were going to be able to do something like that? Or what was the mood before that drive? You know, I, I guess, you know, the big thing is, you know, we, we were moving the football on the ground. And, uh, you know, we, I, I guess it's a, it's a confidence thing, but we were moving the football and, uh, and uh, they were not uh, adjusting to the plays we were running, to the offense, the formation we were running. And we, and we just kept running um, the play that was working for us. And, uh, you know, our offensive line, um, you know, was able to create some, uh, some gaps for us to get through and uh, John Corkin and, and uh, Otto Swanson, they were able to get through those gaps and we were able to move the football down the field. Coach, how about your offensive line play? How'd you feel they did as a whole throughout the game? Oh, fantastic. I mean, for us to, you know, to, for, for us to get over 300 yards rushing, um, John Corkin rushing for 270 yards, um, you know, I, I can't say enough about our offensive line. You know, they, they're doing exactly what, um, what we expected of them to do. Well, Coach, tell me what practice looked like this week as you gear up for Norway. You know, another one that's, uh, you know, you know a, another game where they have the ability to break off big plays. Um, you know, they're a, they're a wing tee football team. We're going to see trap. We're going to see power. Um, but, again, if we don't read our – if we don't trust our keys and trust our reads – um, they're going to be able to break off a big play on us, and, and we just have to be disciplined. You know, we've got our same, uh, you know, same group of guys that are going to go out there. You know, we've got our, our offensive line. Um, you know, and uh, in the backfield, we've got, uh, you know, John Corkin. We've got uh, Otto Swanson. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, just keep doing, you know, doing what we do. Um, we're going to run our run our plays, and, and uh, we're going to throw a couple, few different formations at you, and and you know, and hopefully we can move that football, you know, get that first down every uh, every every uh, series. What does Norway bring to the table offensively, personnel wise? What do they have to offer? Um, personnel wise, they got a senior quarterback. Um, they've got uh, you know a nice looking fullback. Um, you know, they've got uh, you know a couple of big tight ends. Um, you know, and they've got some uh, senior leadership on their line. Um, you know, on film, uh, you know, they, they, they look good. They moved the, you know, they, they had a nice win against Munising the other last weekend. And, uh, you know, they, they, they look good. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're physical. And, uh, um, of course, Norway is always athletic. Um, um, you know, so it doesn't look like much has changed, um, you know, from, from last year to this year. Are they pretty much up the gun out of their wing tee, or will they throw a little misdirection? Um. Well, you know, they run their power, they run their uh, their trap, um, they run their belly, their option, and, uh, you know, then they mix it up. They go to a double twin set. Um, they throw some motion at us um, where they're motioning a guy out of the backfield. They're motioning somebody from the, uh, you know, from a, from a slot back position. Um, you know, so we, we, we've got our work cut out for us. Well, Coach, what about defensively? What do you expect from Norway? Defensively, we expect them to, you know, to, to try and stop our run. They're going to... They're going to switch between a 50 and a 60 front, and uh, they're going to blitz their linebackers. Um, you know, t- you know, typical Norway defense for us. They got beat by Lake Linden 32-14 in Week One. They bounced back and they blanked Munising 14 nothing last week. Did you see any differences between their Game One on film and Game Two? Um, you know, once again, going back to Lake Linden, that misdirection in the in the backfield. Um, you know, they, they, Lake Linden was able to break off, you know, big plays, you know, very similar to what they did against us. And, uh, you know, on film against Munising, it looks like uh, Norway was more, you know, more disciplined and, and able to, uh, you know, control their line of scrimmage on defense. Well, Coach, lastly, give me some keys to the game. What is it going to take for your guys to come out with a win on Friday? You know, again, you know, we have to be disciplined on defense. You know, we have to stay in our gaps. We have to... Um, you know, trust the, the coaching reads. The, trust what their uh, what their offensive uh, reads are going to give us, and we have to go make plays. 
George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming, his team taking on Norway in week three. Appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tanner. My pleasure. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani football with head coach Paul Jacobson, his team getting set to take on Hancock in week three. Well, coach, tell me about this week in practice coming off the Cal Met matchup as he gets set to take on the Bulldogs. Well, you know, it's, it's positive for sure. You know, I mean, we're coming off obviously two hard games, uh, you know, some injuries here and there. And, um, you know, I think the, the, you know, the, the, the energy in the locker room is positive. You know, we have to... Uh, we can't dwell on the past or has a tendency to repeat itself. So we've been uh, real focused on what we need to do as a team to, to get, continue to get better. And um, you know, some guys are stepping up, and it's been it's been a good week of practice. Yeah, it's a new look Hancock team. What are some differences in this year's style as compared to last year with a different coaching staff? Well, last year, you know, you're dealing with a little run and gun, um, duck and chuck, as I like to call it, and uh, it was still the Solani show. You know, I think uh, the two brothers there are good athletes. Uh, Older brother obviously throws the ball pretty well, and um, that that was last year. This year, yeah, you still have the Solani show. Uh, I think uh, you know they moved uh, um, the younger brother now to, to tailback, and um, they still they're still athletic. You know, they're they bring a lot of people back from last year's team, and um, you know some uh, new new faces at coaches. But um, you know, for the most part, it's still, it's still a good Hancock team. Yeah, tell me about the Solani brothers. For those of our listeners who haven't seen them, what makes them such dynamic players? Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, and I'm trying to think of the older brother's name offhand, I can't. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, last year as a junior, threw the ball well, and he still throws the ball well. Um, very accurate. Uh, he's a bigger, mobile quarterback, very strong. Uh, younger brother, now as a junior, uh, just athletic. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, he, he tried to beat us by himself last year, catching passes from his brother, and, and, and he had to do, we had to adjust to make sure that we had him accounted for in every play last year. Um, same thing as this year, you know, they're putting him in the backfield and, and um, you know, he's a tremendous athlete and they're giving the ball on every play and, and seeing what happens. Uh, you mentioned the elder Solani is a mobile quarterback. Is he a guy that will escape the pocket? He'll be willing to run it if need be. And if so, is that going to be a focus to contain? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. He's, he is mobile. He's very athletic. Um, and, you know, his first, obviously, you know, his line's going up up front with just some time to, to throw the ball down downfield, but yeah, he's not afraid to, to tuck it and run, and, and like I said, he's a big, strong, physical kid. Um, he's a loader bring down once he, get, once he gets in the open field. Is the scheme offensively any different under this coaching staff? Yes, it is, actually. Like I said, last year they were kind of throwing the ball all over the place a little bit and, you know, no huddle stuff, and this year they're a little more controlled. I see uh, Tom Curley, the uh, retired head coach from Tech, uh, on the sideline, so I imagine he has an influence on what they're running offensively. Um, you know, it's I, you know, downhill ice and, and, and power O and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, a little more ball controlling and, and it's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of fits our style a little bit. What kind of size do they bring to the table up front? Yeah, they, they got some good size up front. You know, they match up well with us up front and, um, instead of another, another week, another challenge, right? How about defensively? What do we expect from the Bulldogs? You know, they like to pack the box and bring a couple different looks at you. Um, you know, whether it's a 42 or a, or a 43, um, they'll change up the coverages a little bit, but like I said, they want to bring more people inside the box and and, and let their let their athletes run the football. Do they put pressure on the quarterback, or are they pretty much just stay back and they play? Will. Yeah, yeah, they will at times. You know, um, depending on down and distance, obviously. But um, you know, they bring some people off the edge and inside, and some combination blitzes and that. And um, 
yeah, they, uh, but for the most part, you know, they want to, they want to basically, you know, tie you up in the middle and, and let their athletes run to the run of the football. Two weeks into the season, they're unscored upon. They've beaten Lance and Gogibic, and I know that may not be the ultimate litmus test in the UP, but what is it about their defense that makes them so good? Well, they had, they had several several uh, defensive touchdowns last year. I mean, like I said, yeah, they're athletic, um, and I think that's their strong point is their athleticism um, in the defensive backfield and at linebacker. So, uh, you know, we have to make sure we're, we're good with the ball and we're securing on the ball and um, not giving them opportunities. Coach, how about offensively? What do you guys need to do to take care of business? Make plays. You know, that was the biggest thing, make plays. You know, we uh, we had our opportunities last week to make plays and um, you know, come out in the second half, and it's a, it's a close ball game still, and we drive down the field, and, you know, we didn't make the plays we needed to at, at crucial times. So, you know, we need to have different people step up and, and, and you know, assume the ownership of this team and, and make plays. Well, Coach, I know you were bit by the injury bug last week. Are you starting to get some guys back, getting back to full strength again? Uh, you know, not this week. You know, not this week at all. Um, you know, we're still kind of keeping our fingers crossed for next week on a couple guys. But, yeah, it's just it, it's one of those things that you have to deal with as a team. It's adversity. And, um, you know, adversity makes you stronger as a team, I think. And um, and it's the next person, you know, we, we get another person um, getting an opportunity. So, um, you know, like I said, we're positive and, and we're working hard. We're continuing to get better. Well, Coach, with the 0-2 start, you guys have played well at times. Do you have a quiet confidence, quiet optimism amongst your guys, knowing that everything you sent out to do is still in front of you? There's no question about it. You know, you have to. You know, with seven games remaining in our schedule, you know, we, we felt that even even now we felt that we were, you know, the better of the two teams in, in the first two games, and, and we just didn't play that way. And uh, we still feel that way, that we've got a good ball club, and um, we just got to continue to, you know, improve upon what we're doing and and uh, success will come. Paul Jacobson is the head football coach at Nagani, his team taking on Hancock in week three. Appreciate the time as always, Jake. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Tanner. You've heard from the coaches. Let's keep it here on the phone line, but turn it over to Jake Duran out of Local 3. Sports guy there. Talk a little high school football on this Friday afternoon. Tell you what, Jake, some good games around Marquette County this evening, maybe even a few just outside but I tell you what, there is going to be no shortage of good football this evening. Let's start with Marquette. They make the trip over to Sault Ste. Marie. Marquette's 0-2. The Sioux is 2-0. But Marquette's had their number the last couple of years. What do we expect in this one? Well, I think, you know, entering week three, I think Marquette's probably the most confident out of any of the 0-2 teams just because of the level of competition that they've played in these first two weeks. Obviously, the Traverse City St. Francis uh, week one and then Traverse City Central at home week two. Uh, Marquette pretty competitive in both of those games. I was actually at the, the TC Central Marquette game for the first half. That was that went into the half tied at 20. Um, and, you know, Marquette's relying on some younger players, Austin Riddell. Obviously, at quarterback, he's a super sophomore. I think he's going to be a great player for the Redmen these next few years. Um, Sault Ste. Marie, I don't know a lot about uh, Sault Ste. Marie, but obviously, like you said, 2-0. and on our local three sports zone show, I had a bold prediction. I say Mar- I said Marquette was going to go into Sault Ste. Marie and win this game tonight, mm-hmm. and it's only because of the level of competition and, and just how hard um, you know Marquette did play in those games. I think you know Eric Mason as a first year head coach, he was the freshman coach uh, for the Redmen um, last season. I he's done a great job just kind of continuing what Marquette has built there. Marquette's a fun team to watch. They like to air the ball out. I think they're one of the few teams that throw just as much, if not a little more, than they run the ball. Um, they can score. They have the athletes to score on on any play, really. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time before they kind of break through and and obviously get a win. Um, just but X on the outside, Weibel on the outside, kind of enter the season wondering if Marquette could replace guys in Martin and Adam Jenschek. I think um, they've done a great job just kind of continuing what they've been good at, and that's just, you know, play solid defense and and use that pass game, run when they need to, and, and um, you know, be productive on that side of the ball. So it's going to be a good one. I think Marquette is going to win a close one, and uh, I think it's going to kind of set this team up for a nice little run that they're entering competition in EP. Well, Jake, I don't get to check out Marquette football. I haven't seen them play yet. I'm with Westwood Friday nights. Tell me about the scheme differential compared to last year's squad with a new coaching staff. You know, it's it's not that different to be to be quite honest with you. Um, they do a lot of you know play action and t- stuff like that. You know, you could see this team. Uh, you could see Riddell drop back and throw the ball 
three times on a drive. And, you know, they don't let incompletions or anything like that kind of deter them from what they do. I talked to Eric Mason before the season, and I was I was very concerned that we're going to replace all of that production that they lost um, because they were a big play team last year. It was, they were almost putting up video game numbers when you talk about in the air game last year. And, you know, he kind of just chuckled. He chuckled and said, oh, oh, we got the athletes coming back. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what what they got. And, and I saw them play uh, a little bit in the first two weeks. And, you know, like I said, most teams in the UP, they, they just ground and pound. You know, they don't like to really air the ball out a lot. You know, the quarterbacks aren't as accurate. But Austin Riddell has been one of the most impressive players to me this season. Doesn't let the bright stages or bright lights and the big stages uh, affect him. And, and if he makes a bad play, he, you know, he, he's one of those players that kind of just cancels that out and moves forward. And, you know, I would just say they're probably one of my more favorite teams to cover just because they do throw the ball and they do – um, and they are very successful at it. So um, most of the teams you might see up here will will run the ball, try to you know get that run game going, and just continue trying to ground and pound with Marquette. They're more of a, a pro style, I guess, a more spread offense, um, and and it's really fun to watch. Well, Jake, another 0-2 team that's visiting a 2-0 team is Nagani when they travel to take on Hancock. They're another team that's better than their record. They've gone through the grind of a tough schedule early on. What do we expect in that one? Yeah, actually, coming into the season, I thought Nagani was going to be the best team in the Westpac because, you know, they didn't deal with with a whole lot of turnover. They had, obviously, their quarterback, Jason Waterman, returning, um, Drew Duchesne returning, Eric Edelamaki, just to name a few. But um, I think they've been kind of hit with a little bit of bad luck early on in the season. Injuries have kind of been a big thing. Um, no excuses, obviously, or anything like that. But week one, they lost Bryce Jarvie, who's an experienced senior. Then, obviously, last week, uh, they lost Drew Duchesne, who's that big playmaker, adds that spark, and they also lost Eric Edelamaki. So so injuries have kind of been an issue here. Um, but, I mean, sitting at 0-2 coming into Week 3, you, you can't lose. You can't go down 0-3. The chances of you making the playoffs going down 0-3, and, you know, they they're, it's very small. I haven't taken math since high school, but I know the percentages aren't great. So, obviously, it's going to be a, a big game for Nagani. Um, I think... You know, if they just—they're a hard team. Obviously, Paul Jacobson has this team. You know, their their assignment sound. They're tough. They play. They play great on both sides of the ball. They just—they just haven't been able to string it together. Um, you know, week one against Iron Mountain. They, Iron Mountain's looking a little bit better than maybe we even thought coming into the season. And then obviously Calumet. I thought Calumet was going to take a couple steps back. Um, they lost four UPL Dream Teamers, if I'm not mistaken, a couple first teamers, and they're looking like they haven't skipped a beat. So um, it might be a little bit about the competition, um, and then a little bit, like I said, of, of them kind of hurting themselves and, and a little bit of bad luck. But um, I think in Agani, they can they can get it together. I think they have experience, like I said, and um, it's just a matter of time. I think they're going to be able to to get some wins here coming uh, very soon. Well, Jake, maybe the team with the most question marks surrounding them in the area is Gwynn as they go for their first win tonight, put up 50 points in Week 1 in overtime loss against Bark River Harris. Then they're held to 8 last week at Manistique, a team that hadn't won in their home field since 2012. Now, be it, Manistique is a lot better than they were in the past seasons, but they get a tough test tonight with Lakeland and Hubble. They're ranked 10th in one poll. They're receiving votes in the AP. What do we expect in this one? Well, Gwynn, honestly... Coming into the, like I said, coming into the year, I heard a lot about Gwen, and you know they were supposed to have a big year, very underwhelming start of the season. Um, I would, I would guess that they're coming into this game, uh, you know, eager to prove that they they aren't that team that that they should put on the field those first two weeks. You never want to be on the wrong side of history. Obviously, losing to Manistique at Manistique, it was the Emeralds' first win at home since 2012, and that's almost, you know, that's almost 10 years. Um, so that that couldn't that probably didn't feel for for the model towners lakeland and hubble i mean this team is good this team is one of the best smaller schools that we've had in the up in the last you know how many years um they they just took ishmaming to a a late game ishmaming snuck that game out uh right at the last second they they down with about six seconds left in the game Ishmaming left there with a 36 34 win um lakeland and hubble was without their uh quarterback carter crouch i'm not really sure his uh, you know his um, status or anything like that. I haven't really seen Lakeland and Hubble play at all um, live this year, but from what I've heard, they have all the athletes. 
you know, they're good on both sides of the ball. Anytime you can take Ishpeming, um, you know, obviously late into a game, it's a good thing. So I think for Gwen, this one, this one's going to be tough. This is going to be a season-defining game for for the Model Towners. They're kind of in the same situation as Nagani down 0-2. You don't want to fall down 0-3 with with losses to a team like a Manistique and things like that. No disrespect to Manistique by any means, but let's be honest, they haven't been really good in the last several years. So. Um, this is one of those those games where you know they're going to have to kind of look in the mirror, dig deep, and, and try to get this victory because you know if they can if they can beat Lakeland and Hubble tonight, I think that can shoot them on a, a whole different trajectory into the season. If they lose tonight, I mean, you got to think their spirits will be down a little bit. Well, Jake, you mentioned Ispeming. They're ranked third according to the AP, and they are at Norway tonight. Ispeming has looked good early on. They've had a lot of pieces to replace, including at the head coaching spot, but so far they've done what they've needed to. Yeah, you know, Ishpeming Norway. I mean, this is this is a storied rivalry. I think this team's met every single year since 1976, and and it's it's pretty equal. I mean, they're 23 and 23 combined since then. Um, Ishpeming does have the the lead in, in playoff matchups. They've met three times in the playoffs since 1976. Ishpeming has won two of three, but Norway holds the edge in the regular season. Norway has won 22 out of the. 43 games so that's i think 22 and 21 so i mean these teams have been have been very even i think uh norway dealing with a a coaching change as well there so um two two brand new head coaches ishmin they got to feel well i mean they were tested against lakeland and hubble um and they were able to to come out with a victory on road last week so i'm I'm gonna guess they're coming in they're coming in very very confident um it's gonna all be up to you know the play of of a John Cork and their quarterback and, and, and just Ishpeming doing what Ishpeming does. I know George and Amy, I talked to him a little bit, and he said, you know, we're going to stick with that same Ishpeming blueprint that Jeff Olson left with us. We're going to have just a handful of plays, and we're going to run them very well on offense. And then defensively, we're going to come in and, and just play some clamped defense. And I think they're going to be able to go into Norway and do that. Um, this is another one that's kind of a 50-50 to me. Um, don't know a whole lot about Norway, but in the past, I know they've had a lot of great athletes. You know, a lot of good players at the skill positions. They're tough. They're just one of those those teams that, you know, they're just they're, they just have tough kids, kids that are not not afraid to go down and, and tackle people and and make plays. So I think this is going to be a fifty fifty game. I think you know we might see another Ishram might see another game that comes down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to be who who's going to be able to make those those plays late that's going to win the game. Jake, your game of the week at Local 3, the game we'll have here on ESPNU tonight, features Westwood welcoming Calumet. The Copper Kings 2-0, they look every bit like a team that's on the verge of repeating as Westpac Conference champions. Westwood trying to find themselves a little bit. They lost some key pieces from last year. It'll be a tough one for Westwood. They're going to have to get some things to go their way and play a near-perfect game turnover-wise. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Um, turnovers are going to be huge. Calumet defensively. Um, they're one of those consistent defenses that 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 are able to create turnovers. I think they had at least one interception last game um, against Nagani, and, and it was huge for the, the Copper Kings. Um, I think for uh, Westwood, um, this will be my first time getting to see Westwood. I know they have, you know, I know they obviously lost a great senior class last year, but they they do have some players returning. Taylor Delangelo, you probably know a little bit more about the team than me. But, uh, I think Westwood they they played Iron Mountain pretty tough in that first half. Um, but I think j- just those big plays that Westwood gave up to Ironmount obviously was the difference maker in that one. They got to limit those big plays when they're on defense, and then um, they got to really focus. I think the key to it will be focused on that Calumet run game. Um, you know, Calumet has a lot of guys that are able to run the ball. Um, they have uh, a guy named Jaden. Excuse me if I'm saying this wrong. Garapy and Dryden Nelson. This is kind of like a one-two punch for these guys. Um, you cannot let them get going because Calumet is able to throw the ball as well. They're a, they're a balanced offense, but it really starts with their run game. You know, Westwood's going to have to come in. They're going to have to, you know, buckle down and come up and stop the run, and, and that's just all hearts. And I think um, Scott Sergula has been you know, obviously preaching, you know, got to be tough, got to make plays, and we can't give up those big plays. And then offensively, like I said, Calumet's a good defense, a very balanced team. They lost a lot, but uh, they just seem to have – guys coming up you know learning from those guys that kind of paved the way and and they kind of got it rolling so um offensively and they got to just stick with their game plan do what they do and that's you know get, get the ball to the playmakers um i know they really do like to run the ball but they're they're gonna have to start airing it out they're gonna have to start trying to connect on some pass plays and really get that calumet defense on their heels because if, if they're letting calumet just kind of like 
put their hand in the dirt and, and go 100% and, and stop in that run. I think it's going to be a long night for 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 Westwood. Um, Westwood, obviously, that you know they're not desperate at this point, but if they are able to in front of their home crowd get a win against a team like Calumet, that is going to do so much for a, a young team's confidence, and I think um, that will really help them as they move forward. Jake Durant, sports guy over at Local 3, kind enough to give us some time here in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Appreciate you as always, Jake. We'll see you tonight at Westwood. Looking forward to it, man. That is it for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoy your game tonight, wherever it is you may be traveling. Stay safe, enjoy the game, and we will talk to you next time. I'm Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UP.